Welcome to the Tom Brady of Pinball Podcasting. It's your Pinball Podcasting Dynasty, Canada's Pinball Podcast. This is episode 551. Let's jump right into it. On this episode, I want to talk about American Pinball and how they are adding new team members to the team over there, which is music to everybody's ears who wants to see American Pinball succeed and give us magic under the glass. Now, I'm going to talk about who they brought on board. We're going to talk about Stern Pinball and what we think the next title might be over at Stern. A little bit of an Avengers update, some modifications someone's doing to one of the ramps that's having issues. I noticed that in the thread. We'll talk about Jersey Jack Pinball and the Collector's Editions and when we think we might see something new from Jersey Jack Pinball and what else is going on in the pinball world. Uh, I also want to read some of your feedback. I got a lot of emails and notes from people on what your dream themes are in the world of pinball. Stuff you would love to see made in pinball form. I want to read some of that. Before I go into anything, I do want to say a very special thank you to all of my Patreon donators. I know I haven't mentioned them in a while, but we have something like two to 3,000 people that listen to every show. And right now, as of today Canada has right now Canada has 51 supporters so thank you to everyone who is supporting Canada's pinball podcast I want to give a special shout out to Sean Hunter who just joined us this past week thank you Sean for being a contributor to Canada's pinball podcast super appreciate it and I want to give an extra special shout out to some of the big donators because I can see how much people have donated to Canada's Pinball Podcast over the last few years. Neil Shelton, Ted Hauser, I'm going down the list here. Hans, thank you so much, Hans. Jeff Tersh, Rodney, thank you so much, Rodney. I'm thankful for everyone who donates, but these are these guys are going into triple digits here. Benjamin, thank you so much, Benjamin. I want to thank Kevin Shannis. I want to thank Philip. I want to thank Courtney, 904 Pinball Zion. Who else we got here? And I want to give an extra special shout out to Hector. Hector's my number one monthly supporter of Canada's Pinball Podcast. Who knows? Maybe Hector might get episode 500 all just for himself. I know I keep dangling that out in front of you. And for those of you who want to show your support, just go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and just search for Canada Pinball. And Brenda just kicked in my door and said, Chris, you got to give a shout out to the people who bought stuff off of our baby registry. That's right. I want to say thank you to Jennifer Chen, Ryan Wood, Kelly Daniel, John at Jack Bar, Carl Strode, Cody Miller, Trey, Jenny Legas, Jason Cummings, and Neil McRae over in the UK is giving stuff to the baby Canada. Thank you so much, everybody. All right, let's stop pandering for support, as they're going to say. Let's get right to American Pinball. So American Pinball put out a press release. I want to read it for you right now. American Pinball is proud to announce our newest senior mechanical engineer, Zofia Bill Ryan. I think it's Zofia. I don't know if it's Zofia or Sophia. I'll say Zofia has been a mechanical design engineer for more than 30 years and has achieved valuable experience in designing plastic parts, sheet metal parts, mechanical components, and game mechanisms for the overall gaming industry. She was the first woman to be hired as a mechanical engineer at Williams as a valued employee of Williams. Williams Valley Midway, Zofia created many mechanisms for various pinball games as well as for a casino game and she was awarded six U.S. patents for these designs. These patented parts include two-way kickout mechanism for Popeye, 
Roulette scoring device for Popeye, magnetic ball carrier for pinball games, and Dracula, the missed multi-balls she created. Oh my god, I think the missed multi-ball is one of my favorite, favorite moments in a pinball game. Multi-level play feature for a pinball game in Doctor Who. You know the Doctor Who mechanism I'm always raving about and saying, why can't we see stuff like this in modern Stern machines? So that was her. She also did stuff for, let's see, Bride of Pinbot, for Doctor Who, Dracula, Dirty Harry, Who Done It, Tic-Tac-Toe, Junkyard. Okay, so, and then there's a picture of Zofia. And I must say, she looks really, really friendly and nice. Sometimes you can just tell by somebody's photo that they would be such a nice person to work with. And I think she looks like one of the nicest people I've seen in pinball. So Zofia, welcome back to pinball. And I think this is a major hire for American pinball. And I know that I've given American pinball so much grief over the years, and rightfully so. I'm not going to apologize for slamming bad themes. I'm not going to apologize for giving them grief for yanking everything out of Hot Wheels. I am super happy that she is joining the team. So David Fix, Dennis Nordman, Zofia, and we've got even more people joining the team over there. We've got junior designers over at American Pinball. So all of a sudden, American Pinball seems to be putting itself in a position to be very successful in pinball. They've got the right people on the court. Okay, but what we don't know is this. We don't know if they can put all of these pieces together. That is yet to be seen. But all of these moves right now, these are good moves because everyone out there, if they're honest with themselves, let me do a show of hands out there. If American Pinball didn't make personnel changes, the reason why all of these moves are really good is at least it symbolizes they know the product as it is right now was not good enough to be successful in the pinball world. Their first three titles were not sales successes. So instead of going back to the same exact team and trying to make the fourth game successful, they are shaking stuff up and that's exactly what you have to do. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So we have new people, new personality, new expertise, people who have been in this industry for many years, and this woman has designed some of the most magical mechanisms in pinball. So the question now becomes is when are we going to see Zofia's and Dennis Norman's impact on this company? Are we going to see it on the next game or is it the game after the next game? I would tend to believe that if we are going to see a game from them this year, we are not going to feel the impact of most of these new hires. If I were to take a guess, I think the next game is going to be a game in which they are going to build something that has been in in development for a while. So I think we're going to see a new game from one of these junior designers that has already has already been working on a game that is ready to go. Now, I rumored that Riot Pinball was going to be joining American Pinball and that Legends of Valhalla might be that game. That might be right, that might be wrong. Now, Michael Grant reached out to me and said, "Chris, that is inaccurate." and to please take down that rumor. So I am taking Michael Grant by his word, and so you heard it here that it is not going to be Riot Pinball's Legends of Valhalla because Michael Grant, who works at American Pinball, told me that it is not going to be that. So then the question becomes, what game is it? 
what junior designers game is coming out from American Pinball? I know it's not Sonic Spinball because Ryan McQuaid told me it is not as well. So your guess is as good as mine, but I do wish American Pinball future success. I do. Everyone out there knows they know how to build a quality product. But if David Fix is listening to me, if Dennis Nordman is listening to me, if Zofia is listening to me, take this note down because this means everything. All of your talents, all of your skills, all of your knowledge in pinball won't mean a damn thing unless you make a theme that people want. This is the final key to American pinball. You need a theme people want. You've boasted about how you have Roger Sharp, how Roger Sharp can help you get all of the assets you want from a great theme. Now you have to show us that you can do it. That's the last thing and the most important thing that American Pinball can put all these pieces together, can deliver on their promises. I've said it before, all these companies go on these victory laps way too early, putting out press releases, doing podcasts, boasting about everyone joining. I don't care who joins, I really don't. What I care about is the proof is in the pudding. I want the products to be something people want. And I mean it when I say this, you can squander talent by applying talent to something nobody wants. When I look down at Oktoberfest, I see a game that's loaded with stuff, but it's wrapped in a theme that nobody wants. When I look at Houdini, I see a game that's got way more mechanisms and really cool stuff in it, but it's delivered in a package nobody wants. So that's the final thing for this company to figure out. A theme people really want and deliver it in a package that's enticing. And I think they also need to start thinking about limited editions and how do we create a product that the collectors also want. You can't just release a game nowadays and say, we're gonna make as many as the market wants. We're not gonna limit the number of them. It doesn't work. And it doesn't work for a boutique company like American Pinball. If they can get this right, if Zofia can put magic under the glass, if Dennis Norman can bring them themes that people want, no Dennis, not too many original themes. Don't be mistaken. Games like Whitewater, games like Roadshow, games like Junkyard, they will not sell today. Trust me on this. It is not worth all of the effort to give original IP games into the world. Everyone who's tried it recently has failed. So why would you be different? Look how much stuff is in dialed in and it took them years to sell that game. Years. And yet Guns N' Roses sells out in one hour. So I think American Pinball has a lot of people's curiosity in 2021. I just don't know when we're going to see if they can deliver on it and when that will be and what the game will be. But we will see in 2021 if David Fix's boldness can be backed up by games people want. Let's talk about the Pinball Brothers because the Pinball Brothers put out an announcement that Alien Pinball is delayed. Now what's interesting about this is they said maybe they were overly optimistic and as they were looking at their builds, they realized that there was something with the game that they wanted to work on. Now I called over when I spoke to Cointaker about this and I was told that they had 22 games ready to go and they were in boxes 
And as they were playing some of the games, they realized that there was a firmware issue and they wanted to get that fixed before they shipped those games overseas and to customers. So do you believe that Pinball Brothers has final product ready to go into the box? Well, they did show us video of the new physical ball lock, which is something. They are building these games by a company that's known for building products like this. I'm not nervous about whether or not the Pinball Brothers will deliver. In fact, I don't even think they're delayed because they did not put out a date by which people should expect their games. They didn't say these games were going to ship in January. They didn't say people would be playing games by February. Those were just rumors that were floating around when they were interviewed. And I think maybe Cointaker told some people like an ETA time frame. And I love Chris and Melissa over at Cointaker. The only issue is sometimes they get into bed with these boutique companies and they're at the mercy of companies that never really make their deadlines. So I'm sure Melissa's hearing that January looks good and so she might tell customers that, but truthfully, unless the company is named Stern Pinball, there is a great chance that those dates are just guesstimates and there will most likely be delays in the pinball world when it comes to manufacturing and shipping games, especially when it's a company like this, which is still figuring it out for the first time. But when I saw the ball lock and I saw what they shared with people and I saw their transparency, I couldn't help but think, man, wouldn't the Deep Root customers love to see something like this right now? Why isn't Deep Root giving its buyers anything? And here's the thing I just don't understand. Why isn't Deep Root streaming this game from Deep Root Studios once a week? Like, why aren't they streaming Raza? It's completely safe during COVID for Steve Bowden to jump on the machine once a week invite your buyers to like a Q&A stream. You could even close it or do it password protected, but the fact that they're giving nobody anything, how does that make people feel confident? Why can't they share parts? Why can't they share streams of the game? I mean, I would love it. I would love it if Deep Root Pinball would just show us a table with like 100 pin bars on it. Why can't they do something as simple as that? It's crazy to me that these buyers are seeing absolutely nothing. It's been complete radio silence since they handed over their money. And yet when you go into the thread, they're still overly optimistic that these people are going to get their game sometime in February. They believed what Deep Root said, that their games will ship four to six weeks after the order banks close. Well, I think people have forgotten that February is next week. When is this happening? If they pull this off in mid-February, this will be the fastest time ever for a company to get an assembly line up and running, parts ordered, people trained, games going out the door. So we'll see what happens, but man, oh man, oh man, if you're over at Deep Root, Steve Bowden, Quinn, Robert, please at least just stream this game for the people that are excited to get it and give them something to chew on as they wait for their Razas. Okay. So what's going on in the world of Stern? So first, Avengers. I don't really have any time on Avengers, so I can't give you a strong opinion about the game. 
I can't wait to play more of Avengers. I'll say this, but I have noticed in the thread, the Ellie and premium owners of this game are having a really difficult time with one of the shots. It's the Captain Marvel ramp in the game seems to be rejecting the ball quite frequently. People have started to modify a piece of plastic to go over that ramp to sort of mitigate this issue. But if you're over at Stern Pinball or Keith Elwin, you're listening to this, I'm sure they are aware of this problem. But if you have an Avengers check to see if your Captain Marvel ramp is rejecting or not because there might be a fix in the works. I have a hard time believing that Stern isn't listening to all of this feedback because that solution right now seems a little homebrew. It seems a little sloppy. So we'll see if Stern addresses this issue with Avengers Pinball. So Led Zeppelin is another game I haven't played very much, and I'm not going to lie, I'm not that excited about Led Zeppelin. You know about my feelings on the game, but I will play it, and I'm sure it's fast, and I'm sure the shots are there. The shots are there, Chris. It's going to grow on you. Trust me, it shoots well. It's fast. It flows. I don't care. I want a game with some magic under the glass. I want to see a passionate, inspired game filled with fun stuff under the glass, and I just don't see See it there. I am waiting for Stern's next game to see if that excites me more. Now, what will Stern's next game be? So if you were around this weekend, you might have seen the King Kong versus Godzilla trailer. I won't lie, the trailer looks like the movie's gonna be like horrendously good, right? It's gonna be so bad, it's good. I won't lie, it's King Kong and Godzilla. Of course I'm gonna watch it. It scratches two things that I love in my geek fandom book. I mean, who's not excited to see Godzilla fight King Kong? I mean, they pretty much gave away the whole movie that King Kong's the good guy and Godzilla's the bad guy. Now, they're both big creatures that are often very misunderstood. They're just very misunderstood. And for some reason, humans always try to send like tanks and normal weaponry at these big creatures. And it never works. It never succeeds in destroying them. But we know that Stern has Godzilla as a license now. Now, this is where the current Godzilla Toho license that Stern has is. Like, this is the movie based on that license. So, will Stern Pinball make Godzilla versus King Kong? Is that going to be a Keith Elwin game? So, I don't know, but it seems like it would be perfect timing if this movie's coming out in March, that Stern Pinball would release Godzilla versus King Kong sometime in March, April, and capitalize on all of the excitement around this King of the Monsters movie. The other part of me that's a little bit skeptical of that is that this movie was supposed to be out six months ago, but then it starts to make sense. What did we hear happened with Avengers? Avengers was rushed. It was done pretty quickly. They'll tell you that. Keith Elwin did Avengers very quickly. What if Keith Elwin had Godzilla vs. King Kong ready to go just in time for the theatrical release of this movie in the fall? And what if they found out from the studio that the movie was going to slip into 2021 because of the pandemic? So maybe Stern Pinball did a little switcheroo. Maybe they put Avengers in front of Godzilla versus King Kong because that happened. Did Kaneda figure it out? Is he going to get praised on other shows? Are they going to slam me once again for always being wrong, yet he's always getting that trophy, that bastard? But you know, it starts to make sense. Why did they have to rush Avengers? Why is there only two art packages on the game, not three? 
why did Zombietti talk about how fast he had to do it? It makes total sense that I think that's what happened. I think we might see Godzilla versus King Kong from Keith Elwin. And guess what? If I'm wrong, who cares? It's just pinball news, rumors, and speculations, people. It's not serious news in the world, okay? All right, let's go on to Jersey Jack Pinball and these collector's editions that they are getting out the door. So this is, I think, the most beautiful pinball machine I've seen unboxed since I've been covering this hobby. And I know that pinball is more than just aesthetics, but there's something so completely beautiful about the game, the color of the armor, the gold sparkle, everything about this game just feels special. It does feel like a pinball masterpiece. And we are getting more and more feedback from people who are playing the game that they understand why Canada hyped this game so much. But I also will say this, I'll play devil's advocate. Do you really expect someone who spent $12,500 on a game to open it up and say that they don't like the way it shoots or they're disappointed in it somehow? You know, it's always really hard to get accurate feedback about games from people who buy them. When you buy a product, you want to tell people how excited you are to play it. And look, there's always a honeymoon period with every new game. I had a huge honeymoon period with my Rick and Morty when I first unboxed it and played it, and I loved playing it for a few months. But over time, I was ready to move on. And some games do that to us. You might get your fill just after a couple months and you might want to move on. Now with Guns N' Roses, if you're not a huge fan of GNR, I think you might unbox this machine. I think you might explore it for a few months. And I think you probably will want to pass it on because with music pins, I don't understand how you could own a music pin that's based on music you don't really love. And I've heard from people that were casual Guns N' Roses fans that this game is doing a great job for giving them a newfound appreciation for GNR. A lot of these guys out there haven't listened to songs like Estranged in maybe 20 years or songs like Civil War. And when you hear these songs now, not only do they hold up over time, but they're so much fun to play in this game. And I also think Chinese Democracy, one of the most misunderstood albums ever, has holed up really well within this band's portfolio. Chinese Democracy came out in 2008. I mean, it's already 13 years old, which is crazy. And some of these people who wrote off that album many, many years ago are like, wow, these songs are really cool. Like Chinese Democracy and Better are awesome. And this machine is making them understand that because it's interactive. It's like, you know, one of the things I always said about those songs back in the day was Axel never released any music videos. Like you had no context of seeing the band playing this material. It's almost like he gave up on Chinese Democracy, but this game breathes new life into a lot of these old GNR classics, so I'm glad many people are enjoying it. Now, I keep seeing this debate about the amount of collector's editions they're making, and some people keep giving Jersey Jack the dumbest advice imaginable. They keep saying stuff like they should make more. They left money on the table. As a marketer, I look at what Jersey Jack Pinball did with Guns N' Roses Collector's Edition and I applaud them. You don't want to make too many of something that you're designing from the very ground up as a collectible item. If you make too many of them, guess what happens? They're no longer collectible. They're no longer special. You've almost made too many of them to justify holding on to it because it's not that rare anymore. 
I think 500 or less is the sweet spot in pinball if you want to call something limited. I would even argue that 500 feels like a lot. It feels like a lot. There's 500 of these out in the world. And we've already seen it. As much as people get this FOMO that they're not going to be able to get a chance to buy it ever again, we've already seen like three or four GNR CEs pop up for sale three or four already and they've only shipped about maybe at 50 to 100 so by the time they make all 500 of these games the prices will settle down a little bit but because this game is that masterpiece i've been talking about i don't expect to see guns and roses ce's ever 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 sell for below 12.5 i don't think they'll ever sell for near 12.5 i think this game is going to settle around 18 thousand dollars if it's opened up and in good condition if you have one new in box a year from now you might be looking at 20 grand but here's my advice to everybody out there enjoy these games open them up enjoy them enjoy them while you're still alive that's the point of these toys if i wanted to make eight thousand dollars pretty quickly i probably would just bet on the kansas city chiefs and not have to deal with pinball machines okay the other thing is jersey jack pinball is not going to make another edition of this game people keep saying that well they'll just make a super le version later on and no they will not do that they are not going to burn 500 people who went in on these CEs. And I know Jersey Jack has done this before, but people have to remember why Jersey Jack had to announce another run. Because back when he did Waz, he said he's only making like 1,000 or 1,500 LEs of the Emerald City. The problem is, once those sold out, Jack didn't have another nice version to make. So he was screwed because all he had was the standard. That is why GNR LE, which is a really nice package, is unlimited. Or no, wait, it's not unlimited. Sorry, it's 5,000 of them he said he's going to make. 5,000. And there's probably no way they're going to make all 5,000, but that way they're never going to run out of a nice version of the game with all of the features. Now, here's the boneheaded move over at JJP. Where is a topper for the GNR LE owners? How do they not have a topper ready to go for all of these LE owners? They've got the IP. They're working with Slash. Why is Jersey Jack leaving that much money on the table? That is the part I don't understand. Don't make t-shirts and hoodies. Make a pinball topper for the LE guys that is epic. And you will sell hundreds, if not a few thousand of them. And this is where like Jersey Jack, I still think they have some figuring out of what to do with these games. We see over in the Stern world, they've understood the power of accessories. They've understood how much money you can make on these accessories. And I still think Jersey Jack is leaving a lot of revenue on the table. And here's why they should do it. I want them to make as much revenue as they can on these games and maximize the profits so they can pay Eric Minier more money. I really hope Eric got a crazy large bonus this year from Leonard and Brett because he's worth the money. And if his creation could easily generate another million dollars in revenue because of a topper, then they should make it and he should get cut in on that because the reason why the game is selling so well is because of him and because of Slash. Now, I want you guys to go listen to the Loser Kid Pinball podcast in which Eric Minier is interviewed, and he said that they are going after properties where they are going to get all of the assets. 
and people have seen what they've done with Guns N' Roses and the phone is ringing and people want Jersey Jack Pinball to make their games. And it's like I said, Slash is the greatest networker for this company. It's almost like Slash is now on the executive board over at JJP. He's a board of director member. I would love it. He walks in with like Jack Daniels and the top hat. He's like, what's up, guys? What are we making? He's like, who do you want to get? I can get anybody on the phone. And he's right. He can get anybody on the phone and he could show them, look at what you can do if you give these guys all of the assets. I'm really hoping we no longer see another Willy Wonka, another Pirates of the Caribbean, another chopped up game by Jersey Jack Pinball. I don't want to see a chopped up game by anyone in pinball moving forward. I think this is the new bar. And I also think, you know, Roger Sharp helping American Pinball get all the assets. Jersey Jack Pinball saying they're only going to go after things where they can get all of the assets. And yet, what does George Gomez and Gary Stern keep telling us over at Stern Pinball? They keep making excuses why the assets are not in the games. And all of you keep buying these games when they've yanked the assets out. And I think there's no more excuses. But we're not going to know that Stern is disingenuous. We're not going to know that Stern is full of S-H-I-T until somebody else shows us that Stern is full of S-H-I-T. So I am rooting for American Pinball to give us themes with all of the assets. I'm rooting for Jersey Jack Pinball to continue doing it. I'm rooting for Chicago Gaming Company to do it. Because the more the competition does it, the more success they will have and the more Stern games will look like inadequate, like half-baked games. And I'm not saying all Sterns are that way. But Stern's latest interpretations of Jurassic Park and Avengers, it's not how you want it. And you know it. And now they're trying to go after people that are going to put in the stuff that you want to see in your games. I love it because this is why we need competition. This is why you need Canada's Pinball Podcast telling people that this is not good enough. You're not going to give us this and yank out all the assets. And look, I've given Jersey Jack Pinball grief. I still think Wonka's a total miss with the assets in that game. I hope this is a new period in pinball in which we get themes that we want and we get everything in it and we get women like Zofia to design mechanisms like the Dracula Miss Multiball and the Doctor Who Multi-Layer Mech. That's what we want. Amazing theme, amazing mechs in the game, amazing artwork, and awesome code that has longevity. And what more could you ask for? Canada will be singing zippity doodah every day if every company could just figure this out. And it's not like I'm listing 15 boxes that need to be checked. You all know this. There is no excuse why so many pinball machines that have cost so much money have been coming up so short on checking just those few boxes. And I'm so happy that we've got next level games like GNR that are gonna raise the bar and that their sales successes. And I am happy when people see Led Zeppelin and are like, eh, we should. We should shoulder shrug a little bit when we see some of these uninspired games. And I see more and more people coming around to this. It's not that we don't like Stern. It's not that we don't think Stern has passionate people. It's that we know these people's hands are tied behind their backs. They're tied behind their backs and they're told what to take out. They're told to design to a cost and not to design to a passion point. And if I'm working at a pinball company, I want to work at a company that's going to unshackle me from that limitation. 
I want to work at a pinball company that's going to let me put my dream under the glass. And when you look at Led Zeppelin, I don't see anything under there that feels like they really had to think about this and, and figure out how to bring this amazing thing to life. It's just not there. It's just not there. Will we see it in King Kong versus Godzilla? Is that going to be Keith Elwin's next game? I don't know. But Elwin did tell me that his next game, he had no restrictions. So I expect incredible things from Keith Elwin's next game over at Stern. So I know I said I wanted to go down your list of your favorite themes, but I just looked at my email and I must say, there's a lot of really good suggestions that you gave to me. So I'm gonna do a separate show just on that. I'll hopefully do it this week, but I don't wanna bury it at the end of this show. But I want to say to everybody out there, thank you for tuning in to Canada's Pinball Podcast. This has been episode 551. Thank you everyone who's voted for me in the Twippies. I really appreciate it. Thank you everyone who's a Patreon supporter. Thank you everybody who's given to the baby registry. And just thank you for listening. Even if you don't give anything, just giving me your time is the reason why I do this show. I don't need trophies. I don't need donations. It's nice to have those things. I'm not going to lie. I do appreciate a little bit more the people who go a little bit extra with me. But thank you again for tuning in and listening to this show because I think we're saying stuff that's really important. And I do think that we are pushing this industry to get better products out for all of us. That's why I do this show. I want to be excited and elated every time we see a new pinball machine and so do you and we're gonna get there we're gonna get there i hope we see big things from ap i hope we see the next jjp game sometime soon and it blows us away i hope pat lawler has seen everything eric's been receiving and says i want that reaction with toy story i hope we get that i can't wait to see chicago gaming company do anything in 2021 and it's gonna be good it's gonna be good and my money it's safe in my pocket until I see more magic, more magical themes, and we are going to get there. Everyone, I'll talk to you soon with your favorite themes. Later. Finally facing my world. Ooh.